Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and I'm joined by intercontinental playboy Dave Cripp. <laughs> ahoy, hoy, or in Spanish, Peter, ahoy, hoy. Um, <laughs> what language is ahoy, hoy? Um, well, English, I think. It's is old it? English, isn't it? It's, ahoy was supposed to be the the greeting of the telephone, wasn't it? Um, was it? Yeah, I, I believe the story goes, and I've not checked this, that Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to pick up the phone and say, <laughs> ahoy. Why did um, he feel he had that, that, the right to, to claim that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you invent the phone, you could, you can, you can sort of say how you should use it. I mean, it is a mad thing to sort of dictate how people would, you know, the words people would say on your invention, isn't it? (laughs) You may use my telephone, but only to talk about the weather and soup. You may use my light bulb, but only switch it on for a five-minute window every day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that was the uh, sort of, maybe it was more of a suggested greeting you know like when mm. you pick up the phone maybe say ahoy because i think there was and but why sort of, that's what i don't get well because people didn't people weren't saying anything because they didn't understand the technology so they were just picking up the phone and, and nothing was happening yeah everyone was sort of like so i think they just they were like you've got to say a word so the conversation can start you know otherwise you're just two idiots holding phones to your ear I love that. They had to teach people how to say hello. I know. It's absolutely maddening, isn't it? So there you go. Anyway, I don't really know what it is in Spanish. I presume it's similar. It's also a sort of shippy greeting, isn't it? Pirates? Pirates? Naval? I don't know. You tell me. A shippy, piratey bit of nonsense. To come full circle, Pete, guess what I am doing tomorrow? Uh, Going on a pirate ship. Going on a boat, yeah. Not a pirate ship, probably, but probably more of a sort of boozy boat i wish to um i wish to just point out to people listening that i think i mentioned before that i once texted you about recording a podcast (laughs) and you said i can't right now i'm out at sea um but another one along those lines today was that i texted you about doing the podcast and your reply was um i'm just up a mountain in a bull ring (laughs) i was um which I, it, it feels a bit like like you're making them up, but I do know that it's 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 real. Well, I sent you a video. Yes, it was a it was, uh, I must point out non functional bullring. It was like a 
an old one they can do a tour of. You have a look of the Matadors. Do I? I could see you in one of, well, when I say that, I could see you in one of those big hats. I'd enjoy the hat. I think the skill set would be a bit beyond my grasp. What I'm saying is, I think you'd look convincing in Matador get-up. <laughs> I don't take that as an insult, Pete, even if you meant it as one. I wasn't... <laughs> no. Why would I... We've no. got a lot... There are a lot of Matadors listening to this podcast. Why would I... Why would I criticise the Matador community? You can't insult the majority of our listenership, can you? No. Um, I think, more than ever, it's important that we talk about friends, because yeah, this is probably. one of our longest wiffle waffles of an intro of, of, of all time, I would say. Oh. Um, shall I read the request from Lydia? Lydia, hi Lydia. Uh, Lydia says, hi Dave and Pete. I absolutely love the podcast. I'd like to request the one where Chandler crosses the line purely because of the side plot with Ross's sound and Phoebe hilariously thinking he's great. David Schwimmer's comedy acting is brilliant as usual. And this episode may even give Dave an excuse to get his keyboard out and make some new sound effects for the podcasts. In Phoebe's words, play that funky music, white boy. Do you know what, Lydia? It's such a shame that, that we're doing this the one week I'm in Spain. Because, as, you know, it might be hard to believe I haven't brought my keyboard with me. Oh. So um, maybe we have to save that treat for a future it's day. It's the plural of keyboard, keyboards. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Or... Would you say yeah. he he plays the keyboards? No, you'd say he plays the keyboard. Yeah, but in Friends, they say he oh he go, he's off to get his keyboards. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. Now, that might be an example of what we call, Pete, the Americans butchering the English language, uh, which they do yeah. fairly frequently. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, any time something like that crops up, we can put it down to that. And I would say apologies God. to all our American listeners, but I... I'm pretty sure by now that the vast, vast majority of our American listeners are the sort of Americans who go, yes, Americans are awful. (laughs) That seems to be the gist every time we say something anti-American. I don't wish to be tarnished with your all Americans are awful brush, which you're wielding around very recklessly, Dave. (laughs) I am splashing paint everywhere off that brush. Now, you know what I mean. The stereotype, you know, you know, come on, let's not get into this rabbit hole. Let's let's continue talking about our favourite TV programme, an American sitcom. Brought it yes. back. Nailed it. Uh, would you like a synopsis? Go on. For 66607. <sighs> Devilly, seven, Devilly. Seven ruins that for me. Uh, and here you go, Pete. Wikipedia synopsis, line one. Ross starts playing the keyboards again. Yeah, After see? much prompting from Phoebe, his musical compositions leave the gang aghast, except for Phoebe, who thinks they are brilliant. Chandler's feelings toward Kathy, meanwhile, reach a breaking point after they kiss. Guilt-ridden, he eventually tells Joey the truth and then vainly tries to fix things, but to no avail. Joey is outraged, even though he is dating another woman at the same time. Oh, a bit of editorialising there in the synopsis. Oh, Someone's got an opinion. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, which is a fair point, actually. This, Well, I mean, it isn't really, because... Uh, as as is pointed out by the friends, all Chandler would have had to do in the first place here was probably just go to Joey and go, hey man, you know that girl that you're sort of dating, but also just 
sleeping around with other women at the same time so clearly don't care that much about do you mind if i date her instead because i love her i did actually end up agreeing with them that joey would have probably stepped aside because he is quite a good friend and as you say didn't have that much of an attachment to kathy so yeah probably could have saved yourself a bit of time there chandler 100 percent, and because actually and we're jumping ahead to the end of this plot line joey's reaction is impressively gracious the first, when it Chandler is. first brings it up. He says, I really like Kathy. And he's like, look, man, it's great. It's good timing. She's just broken up with me. But just a word of warning to you, she might be into someone else. Like, he doesn't go, that's awful. How could you? Until he finds out Chandler betrayed him, which I think is a reasonable point to say, that's awful. You've betrayed me, you know? Anyway, should we start with Ross's sound before we properly dig into... I love that it's referred to as his sound, like the oh, sound. Yeah, the lack of self-awareness from Ross as a character is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, and as soon as, as I realised it was this plot, the infinite time, time, time <laughs> bit, like there's some good, some good stuff. Oh, I know, I need to get that sound effect on my keyboards for um, for future gigs. The other bit that's really funny is the playing the one note before saying something very sincere when he keeps sort of interrupting himself before he's about to play repeatedly yes. is very, very funny. And then Chandler's, oh my God, play. Like, yeah. just really good. <laughs> that whole sequence is good. If only uh, slightly undermined, and I don't know if you noticed this, and I don't know how many people will care about this, but it annoyed me <laughs> that the note he plays twice and then stops isn't the first note he plays when he actually plays the song. Right, okay. So you know what I mean? just uh, playing a, a random key. Yeah, well, random I just key? think that's, that's a production. Note. Yeah, random note, yeah. And, you know, why would you play that first note then stop if that's not the first note of your... I, I've said song. Let's put song in inverted commas here, shall we? Um, sort of thing. I feel like this is a weird glimpse at kind of latter era, Ross, this. Like, this doesn't really fit with this era of ross and his personality but it's no. very very good it's really good i think you're right i think they're finding that silly chaotic ross aren't they which he becomes and when ross becomes really quite enjoyable in later seasons you're right it doesn't quite fit with the let's face it whiny and jealous ross of the early seasons yeah exactly it's this sort of delusional um figure of of mockery yeah, exactly. Now, he does say, I've never played my music for anyone before, but weren't Ross and Chandler in a band together at college? That's true. That is true. So maybe, I mean, maybe it's different. Maybe that's their music and this is like my music and it's really personal to him. Um, but it feels, feels like Chandler would have at least been vaguely aware. I mean, I want to know what Ross and Chandler's band at college sounded like, frankly. We never actually get much of a, an insight into the musical uh, prowess of that band, do we? On the subject of the live music, yeah, you know when Ross is performing and Phoebe's yeah. talking about how she can't possibly follow him because he's yeah. so brilliant. And she says, um, oh, I'd be like those bicycle riding chimps that had to follow the Beatles. What? Like, yeah, why, why were the Beatles effectively opening for some chimps what was what was happening there is that like a, is that a, like a known popular culture reference i don't know i'm just uh googling it now the berracini chimps on the ed sullivan show it looks like there were some chimps on the ed sullivan show which is famously what the beatles were on um 
and maybe they were on after the Beatles. Right. I mean, it's very strange, isn't it? I don't know. That doesn't. Yeah, that that was one of those things that just made me go. I don't know what is happening here. You know. Yeah, I I just I didn't understand. I thought it. I put it down to it just sort of being a a, a random Phoebe reference. Yeah, no, I mean, it seems to be vaguely based on something. Someone will get in touch and we can update next week on that, you know? Um, Because clearly, we aren't sure. Um, Talking of live music again, how does Ross get a gig at Central Perk? Yeah, (laughs) it's not hard, is it? Their audition process is poor at best, I'd say. Do you own an instrument? Yes, (laughs) you're in. Are you willing to play it here? Yes. Um, yeah, and, and their, their whole live music setup seems pretty loosey goosey. Ross starts the set, then Phoebe finishes his set. They don't seem to give a shit who's playing when. I mean, why that coffee shop even feels like it needs live music is another thing. But um, I'm not sure Ross's electronic keyboard preset sounds are really the vibe anyone wants when they're drinking their coffee, are they? Another odd thing about this episode is that I I feel like it's basically two plots, right? It's the yeah. Ross stuff yeah, and the keyboard, it yeah. it's the Channel Joe stuff. But normally, when you have just the two plots, at least the six characters are all kind of evenly distributed between those two plots. There just kind of isn't much for Monica and Rachel in this at all. No, where is Monica? I mean, Rachel's a little bit involved in. No, she's not actually. You're right. She's she not. doesn't do she's much. Really do either, anything. Does she? No, it's mainly just Ross and Phoebe and then Joey and Chandler, isn't it? Yeah, you're quite right. Well, here's an interesting thing about Jennifer Aniston. Did you notice that she was wearing a ring on her wedding finger? No, I never I never noticed people wearing like engagement rings and stuff. Do you not? No. You know how oh, people are like, oh, well, I noticed, well, he, mu- yeah. he must be single because he wasn't wearing a wedding ring. I, I just never, That's that's somewhere my brain doesn't go. Oh, Pete, age will get to you. When you're in your mid-30s, you notice who's engaged and married and who isn't because the pool is thinning. And (laughs) As is your hair? No, your hair isn't. No, my hair is uh, very thick, thank you. Thick and full. Wonderful, wonderful head of hair on Dave Cribb. (laughs) Thank you very much, thank you. Uh, But yeah, Jennifer Anderson is wearing a, I don't know if it is a wedding ring, but it's a ring on her wedding finger, a sort of wedding ring finger. And she's not married at this time. Another is Rachel, so not not entirely sure. You can see it very clearly in that bit when Ross is playing his first song and she's very clearly corpsing. Yes, she's covering her face with her hand, isn't she? Yes, exa- exactly, with her left hand where the wedding ring goes. Um, I must point out the other musical annoyance because Ross's ba-na-ma-na-ma-na goes on to, won't be too long and it really, it's always really annoyed me that. When Phoebe says, how do you know about Spot the music nerd. Spot the music nerd. Oh, there'll be other people listening going, yeah, it wouldn't work, would it? It doesn't work at all. Um, But yeah, I do enjoy this sort of Phoebe and Ross collaboration. And like, quite often they clash, don't they, these two characters? But I like that Phoebe's so in awe of him. Like, really respecting his musical talent, his artistic talent. Uh, integrity, all this sort of stuff. She's sort of, yeah, she's just in awe of him, isn't she? Anyway, she feels like she can't follow him. Uh, he offers to sort of stop playing. She says, no, you can't deprive the world. And then he plays a song that Pete is exactly the same. But to Phoebe and him, it's a noticeable decline in quality of his music, <laughs> uh, which I know is a joke, but it is very funny and, and well executed. Um, and then, yeah, Ross sort of graciously bows out, which again, Pete, not the sort of competitive, hard-nosed Ross we know at this stage of proceedings, is it? That's true. That's true. He'd have thought he'd have want to carry on playing his music for the people. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, before we get onto the Joey, Kathy, Casey, Chandler plotline, um, I happened upon some information about the extended version of this episode. Uh, okay. And this is the third plot line that we talked about earlier. Now we said this is only two two plot lines in this episode. They've completely cut the third plot line, but it is on the DVD episode, you know, the extended version. Does it involve Monica and Rachel? It does, yeah. Can I? <laughs> let me what read do they you get this, up to? Let me read you this synopsis and you can tell me if they made a good decision to cut it. There is an extra subplot in which Rachel starts eating out by herself. She starts to enjoy it so much, she blows off a date with the doctor. Monica later convinces Rachel to change her mind. However, the doctor silently rebuffs her when he sees Rachel eating out by herself. Wait, wh- who who, <laughs> who gets rebuffed? Rachel gets Ra- rebuffed. Yes, so Rachel goes for dinner by herself and goes, oh, this is good, isn't it? And then right. starts going for dinner by herself. So she cancels a date. Then Monica says, no, you should go on the date with that guy. But then the doctor sees her eating out on her own and decides he's not interested. Oh, well, he sounds like a prick. He sounds like a prick. And that plot line sounds boring as fuck. Yeah, it does. You can see where they cut it, didn't you? Um, unusual start to this episode with a reference to Chandler's penis. <laughs> yes, yes, there really is, isn't there? Not a lot of Chandler's penis uh, references. They should have told Chandler to put his mouse back in the house. Uh, there you go. That's when you're losing it, isn't it? Um, also, strange... I'd say the whole of this plot line is... Yes, the whole Joey, Kathy, Casey, Chandler square, I guess. Triangle. Triangle love square. Casey, uh, love square. Baby, love square. But a lot of this revolves around some absolutely mad logistics of Joey's dating life. For example, he's planning to have two dates in one evening. An early yeah, dinner. one which involves quite a long journey, it seems. Right. So I have a lot of questions about the point at which Joey breaks down. Why is he driving a car? 
Does he even drive a car? Have we ever seen him drive a car before? Why have we never seen this car before? Why is he driving out of town for a dinner when he lives on Manhattan? You know, he lives in a place with in the West Village with lots of restaurants. And more importantly, why is he driving out of town for a dinner on a night he's got two dinners planned? Surely, if any night you're going to be like, we're staying close to home and I'm planning two dinners really nearby, it would be that night. I find the odd thing about this is that Chandler seems like he wouldn't find it weird because he's fishing for Joey to hook up with his Casey Moore and then leave Kathy yeah. to him. He doesn't seem to be put off by the fact that Joey's already slept with her multiple times. Like, that doesn't seem to be an issue for him at all. No, no. he's he's in, But Chandler's infatuated, isn't he? Chandler is properly in love with Kathy in a way that that I think sort of usurps all of those things, doesn't it? He does he, he doesn't see And so much so that he immediately starts talking about feelings after they have like one kiss. Very brief kiss. Yeah, yeah, they have that kiss and yeah, you're right. He sort of the way he presents the thing, which I think at that stage Kathy doesn't seem to be particularly put off by, but he is basically saying we're clearly made for each other and therefore if we don't do this we'll be unhappy forever. And that is a bold and strange thing to say within two seconds of kissing someone for the yeah, first it gets time deep real quick real yes quick. real real quick um but yeah so joey's off broken down in a car i mean i don't know much about cars pete but i'm pretty sure if the transmission falls out of a car the car doesn't work anymore yes i doubt i doubt that's something that's um an unskilled non-mechanic like joey could uh could, could fix so fixed. swiftly yes exactly also bleak reference to i thought we just hit a dog oh yes they do say dog don't they yeah joey just says the transmission must have fallen out i just thought we hit a dog and therefore imply that they just carried, carried on. on and didn't yeah. worry about it um there's a lot of oddities there anyway he's absolutely fucked his double dinner double date hasn't he um, although what I would say, just as a point of order, is pick a lane is something I use almost every week as a phrase, and it really makes me laugh every time. There's loads of good lines in this episode, e.g., thanks, I grow it myself, when uh, Kathy compliments Chandler's hair. Every time someone yeah. compliments my hair, I say that. It's so unoriginal, but you'd be amazed how many people laugh at it like it's the funniest thing I've come up with when it's just copied off of Friends. Do you notice what the Magna Doodle says in Joey and Chandler's apartment? Uh, is it something about the chicken and the duck? Yes, it is. Well, there's, there's various messages in, like, later on Chandler writes, I'm so sorry, or something like that on it. But earlier on, before all the palaver, it says, clean up duck feathers in hallway, and it's signed, Trigger. Oh, how's he got into their flat to leave? Right. I mean, A, as far as we understand, he doesn't know about the chicken and the duck, because it's a whole palaver that they're not allowed pets and they have to hide it from him. B... Even if we get to the point where we think he's found out and doesn't mind, how is, is he just letting himself into their apartment to write messages yeah. on the Magna Doodle? That's creepy, isn't it? Why, like, the open door policy at their flat applies to now both Mr. Heckles, as we established last week, and Trigger. <laughs> I know, and literally everybody. I mean, I guess you can't argue with the phrase open door policy. It is the most open door policy of open door policies, isn't it? That's true. Kathy makes cutting Chandler's hair uh, incredibly sexual, doesn't she? Oh, it's, it is quite hot, actually, isn't it? It's quite, I think it's sort of seeing you watch and go, I can see that they have good chemistry. Yeah. Um, in a way that, in the way that Kathy and Joey don't. My question about the haircutting is, given that layout of that room, would you ever set the chair up so Chandler's just facing the door? Yeah, and like, it also... in the kitchen. It's such a weird place to cut the hair. 
I know they have a lack of furniture, and that's very well. That's resolved in this plot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because Chandler has savings, age twenty nine. Can't yeah, relate. Yeah, no, not um, at all. But he. It also bothers me that he would definitely get terrible backache watching TV sat in a canoe. So his, pos- the- his posture, his posture, Dave. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? It must, be, it must be so uncomfortable. I mean, that is why they say don't watch TV in a canoe. That is yeah. a famous phrase, and it makes sense. But yeah, they've got so much floor space. Why should you pop the chair in the kitchen facing the door? It's such a bizarre position. Um, but then, like you say, there is a resolution of the furniture. Chandler buys all the furniture. And I just, I want a TV that appears as if from nowhere, Pete. Yeah. I well, I visited my friends recently, um, their new house. They were showing me around. And I noticed something in the, the sort of, not the, what's the opposite of a headboard? A f- oh, foot, foot, footboard? Foot. A, like a a board foot. at the end of the bed. Yes. And I was like, oh my god, that's is it, that's is got it? a compartment. And I is was like, it? does that does that bed? And she was like, yeah, yeah. It does. <gasps> Pushed a button, fucking TV appears. Ah, oh, so exciting. That's so exciting. I want that more than anything. Yeah. And it, they, it was such an adult decision that they made to get this bed because they were like, because we've got an amazing view out the window, which is opposite the bed, and we didn't permanently want a TV in the way of it. And I was like, oh, so you fancy true. fuckers. Oh, again, talking about I can't relate. can't relate to having such a lovely view out of your bed and then being able to afford a TV that emerges as if from nowhere in your bed. That is... I know, right? Who are these people? Who are these people, Pete? Um, I mean, he's a Marine, so deserves oh. all his fancy beds that he Probably get, says ahoy from time to time in his career, I would imagine. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Can you ask him that? Uh, have you ever said ahoy? Have you ever said ahoy? Just report back okay. next week, if that's all right. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, also on my list of plans tonight. I'm going to make a Sambuca margarita. I no, that's that's a nightmare drink for me. It sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Have you had? Have you had? Uh, just because you don't like Sambuca, you mean? You mean? Yeah, Sambuca is dreadful. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. Tequila shots tonight. generally are dreadful. Yeah, they are. Although, uh, so I can't drink tequila. But have you ever had a tequila rose? No, it's like when you get beers with tequila in. Nah, no. If you ever have the option to get a tequila rose, take one. Honestly, it, it's like. A strawberry milkshake. That's the only way I can describe it. Actually, it's almost okay. more like strawberry cowpol. It's absolutely delicious. Um, Stra- that's my cowpol. top tip. You yeah. don't get enough opportunities as an adult to sample cowpol flavors. Exactly. Explain cowpol. Is cowpol not a thing around the world? Is it? It mustn't be. It must be. It must be restricted regionally, mustn't it? Children's general pain-killing medicine. And it tastes fucking great. Oh, it's so good. It was like you'd fake illness to get a spoon of Calpol, wouldn't you? It's basically just sugar, I think. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to um, defame the good people of Calpol, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did absolutely fuck all, apart from placebo effect of, you know, a child taking it. You don't want to piss off big Calpol, do you? Big Calpol's coming for us in this podcast, Pete. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> Diversion ended. Let's get back on the main road and take this baby home. Um, a strange line when Chandler does start to talk to Joey, and and Joey says she just broke up with me. She's not my girlfriend anymore. They certainly weren't boyfriend and girlfriend, were they? Uh, like they were non they were non exclusive casual partners. Like he was dating other women. 
Uh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. It's just it's a strange turn of phrase. Um, but no, it, look, it is. This this scene is a classic Joe Tribbiani being a good friend and actually him being really mad at Chandler for the betrayal only serves to underline that, I think, because he's gone, yeah, you've really hurt me and I, I, your friendship is more important to me than than any of this and that's why this hurts so much. Also, even though the whole over-the-line line is quite long most people listening to this podcast would be able to quote it word for word and i think that's because of like the delivery of it is so brilliant that's what makes it so memorable because if you were to say that line you'd sort of naturally say it in the same way that matt leblanc says it yeah 100 percent. and two people today on my holiday here have said that line to me when i said which episode we were doing today immediately it's a very yeah. memorable line isn't it um, my favourite line, actually, in this whole argument is is the exchange where Jerry says, did you sleep with her? No, I just kissed her. And he goes, that's even worse. How's that worse? I don't know, but it's the same. Yeah, that, is <laughs> that really tickles me every time. And we're left to dwell on how much Chandler has wronged Joey because there's a cold ending to this scene. Oh, it's, it's a moving ending, isn't it? It's a proper, like, friendship uh, defining moment, I think, isn't it? And yeah, like you say, they... They go silent and they go dark and it's just it just leads to fade out. And then we get into some sort of strange Phoebe Ross ending. But apart from that, yeah, what an emotional moment, hey, Peter? Quiz? Yes. Do we have a quiz? We do have a quiz because Lydia sent it on Friday. And in her message, she said... um, it's probably going to be a while before you even get to my request. But no, Lydia, you timed it absolutely perfectly. Joke's on you, Lydia. I mean, not joke's on you. It's well done. <laughs> That's not the right phrase no, at all. No, hey. no, joke's not on her. The joke is absolutely not on her. No, joke's off you, Lydia. Joke's off you. Recently, in one of our uh, live quizzes that I did, we did a question about naming all the people Joey has dated in Friends. And the caveat was, you have to have actually seen them in the TV show, right? So he can't have people that he's just dated and referred to. But I put on my list of answers, Casey, and then someone, I can't remember who, but they'll know who they are, said, oh, but we never meet Casey, that doesn't count. And at the time, I was like, oh, I'm sure we do, but um, frankly, I'd had four pints of beer, so I wasn't in the time to argue. And anyway, I just feel validated, because we do meet Casey. She's in that very quick scene. She's even got a line, Pete. So whoever you are, yeah. shame on you. Bloody shame on you. Anyway, to Lydia's quiz. I've noticed something incredible about Lydia's quiz. What she's done yeah. is she's made it like a... Um, a Google Doc that's like a form. So I I type the answers in and then the right ones will appear. Oh my God. That's amazing. Okay, great. Unless we don't get the marks from this. Look, let's try it. What's question one? At question one, what does the Etch-A-Sketch say in this episode? It changes halfway through, so there are two answers. Oh, so there's the trigger duck thing. And then I think it says, I'm so sorry, man, or something like that. Uh, according to Phoebe's song, what is the little... Uh, I'm not going to get the answer straight away, at least. Uh, I see. Uh, according to Phoebe's song, what is the little tiny Tarzan swinging on? A no- nasal hair. Swinging on a nose hair. Yep, nose hair. Nose hair. Uh, question three. What beverage is Joey drinking when Chandler came to talk to him about Kathy? 
Uh, Sambuca Margarita. Sambuca. Sorry, I'm having to type these in. Yeah, this is a lot of um, exciting technological advances, isn't it? What three things did Chandler say he sensed about Casey after seeing the back of her head? Oh, smart, funny, and gets him. Uh, good knowledge. Um, if it's right. When he's about to play his music for the friends, how does Ross say he wants them to think of his work? Wordless sound poems? Yes, that's right, I think. And finally, according to Joe... Oh, is this the sixth question? Oh. Yes, it is. Mysterious. Uh, according to Joey, what is the dream? What's the dream? Oh, man, I can hear what the line is. Oh, that's the dream. Oh, a TV that appears a TV that appears as if from nowhere. Appears as if from... How flat is this uh, podcast episode going to fall if we now don't get the answers? <laughs> we have to wait. Go on, I'm excited. <laughs> Your responses have been recorded. <laughs> oh, no, I have got them. I have got them. I have, I have. They've come up. Good. Um, yeah, we got the first one right. Yes, we got the second yes. one right. Yes, yes, we got the third one right. Yes. Uh, we got the fourth one right. We got the yes. fifth one right. And we got we yes. got four marks. Uh, we are nailing it. Well done, us. Mm. Well done, We us. got there in the end. What's next week's episode, Peter, so I can forget and then text you in a week? Uh, next week's episode, we are going for... Uh, we're back to season three. We are rattling through some season threes. Uh, season three, episode 22, the one with the screamer. Oh, Ben Stiller. Oh, is that that one? Yeah, yeah, yep. Step away from the duck. Exciting. I like that episode. All right, Pete, I'll speak to you next week then, eh? Uh, Which country will you be in? I think England, actually. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. But we can't be too sure. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.